0: the following is a ca original pouncer the palm squad pre and post game parties on beale street it's all part of the memphis tigers basketball game day experience this is the tiger basketball podcast
1: what's happening tiger basketball fans we are back for another edition of the tiger basketball podcast I'm Mark Giannato, the commercial appeal sports columnist. I'm joined by Jason Munns, our Tiger basketball beat writer. Um, We are about 48 hours removed from a uh, disheartening loss to South Florida for the Tigers. Um, They lose by four. They end the game without Precious Achua. Lost by three, I believe. Lost by three. Oh, no, lost by two. 75 73. Yeah.
0: Tyler Harris's
1: late three, but they finish the game with Malcolm Dandridge out. He didn't play because of a knee injury or precautionary re- precautionary reasons related to his surgically repaired knee. Right. Precious Achua and Lance Thomas go out in the final five minutes with injuries. Sounds like Lance Thomas had cramps. And Precious Achua was dealing with a hip slash tailbone injury yep. after a hard fall. Um so Memphis ends the game with no one taller than six foot five on the court. And it obviously was a major blow to the Tigers NCA tournament hopes because it was a quad three loss. Uh they've now they're now five and five over their last ten games. Um and you look around the country at these different brackets, and and they are officially at best first four out, and in a lot of cases, not even that. Yeah, Jerry um,
0: Palm doesn't. doesn't. doesn't He's really got him as a
1: p- potential bubble team. Um, and it was it was it, it, There's no getting around it. It was just it, Saturday felt really disheartening, um, because more so than ever, it was like put in perspective, this season that was supposed to be a special season uh, is just, it seems like there's something, some new obstacle or new uh, disruption every game
0: now. Um yeah. it's like no matter what they do, they can't get at, something always seems to just come up or, or get in the way, and it's uh, some, whether it's, whether it's manufactured on their end, on the team's end, or if it's uh, out of their control, but there's always something every 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 day feels yeah like.
1: and so they they now head into this final eight game stretch of the regular season two road games against Cincinnati and Yukon this week they almost it almost feels like you i don't i guess you don't need to go 2-0 but you probably should um yeah. if you want you know you, there's there are all hope is not lost like i really do believe if they go 6 and 2 over these last eight they're going to be in the mix on Selection Sunday. The problem is nothing over the past month or so suggests that this team can go six and two, especially if they don't have Precious Achua for any of the for some of these games.
0: And that's what Penny said uh, after the game, um, after the South Florida game. He was like, "It's hard enough to go on the road and win games in college basketball, even when you're healthy." Um, he he didn't have any uh, updates uh, immediately after the game on precious or malcolm or lance um as far as injuries go but you know we we'll, we feel like we'll hear something soon on those guys uh, penny's supposed to talk tomorrow before they leave for for cincinnati and then he's got his coach's show tonight um on the radio tonight being monday so um but it, it you know it's it's going to be an uphill battle regardless just because the um It's a real gauntlet, you know, down the stretch here. You got Cincinnati on the road, UConn on the road. You got two games against Houston, one at home, one on the road. Wichita State at home, SMU. You still got to go to SMU and try to beat them. So it's
1: it's it's good and bad. There's lots. There's more. They have more opportunities for quad one and two wins than they maybe have had the entire year. Yeah. Over right. these last eight. I mean, everything but the Tulane and ECU games are quad one and quad two win win opportunities. But,
0: but there's nothing's going to be easy about that. But that's, <laughs> the,
1: that's the thing. Those games are hard games. Like, right. This is the hardest stretch of their schedule.
0: And they appear to be at their lowest. Would you agree that they, they might be at their lowest point? I mean, that's the worst loss of the season. South Florida is the worst loss of the season. South Florida at home,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do think South Florida is a bad matchup for them. Those big guards really give them trouble, and then you add on the fact that they were not—you know—that even when Precious was out there, that was one of Precious's worst games.
0: Yeah, what do you have? Uh, three. He points? got in
1: foul trouble. He was no, he had six points six early. Points. He was—he got going really early. He got going early, um, right away, but then got in foul trouble, and it felt
0: like the foul trouble just totally messed with his head. Yeah. Um. And so when he picked up that third one, like seven seconds into the second half, you could read it on his face like a book. It was he. he
1: yeah. He was just like, what else? What am I going to do? Right. right. Um, and it's on, you know, it's, it's fascinating to see how this all play out in the sense that there's some very real reasons why this is happening. It's. I mean, the injuries and like they don't have the team they thought they were going to have. I mean, there's no James Wiseman, there's no DJ Jeffries. On Saturday, there was no Malcolm Dandridge, and then at the end of the game, there was no Lance Thomas and Precious Chua. And it feels like this whole season just feels like snake bitten and cruel, and you know, for, for especially for the fans. Who have gone five years without an NCAA tournament berth, and this was supposed to be. And they
0: had their hopes.
1: You know, like I don't feel as I don't feel that bad for Penny or the players. I feel bad for the fans yeah, because everyone tough. had their hopes up. Tough pill, and it's been really tough to swallow. Um, that being said, there's also some reason. I mean, I don't know. Do we think they? Do we think they should have won that USF game? Even considering the circumstances, I feel like you know,
0: y- yes. yeah, like you <laughs> yes. know, like I mean, that's so, a sub 500 team. They're not playing building. very
1: well, and like uh, on Saturday, I mean, the offense wasn't great. They had Tyler Harris making threes, but that's really about it. They kept the turnovers down. The, de- the problem is the defense failed them in that game down yeah. the stretch. They couldn't get a stop when they needed to, and partly <laughs> that was because again personnel. Like, uh, there's only so- it's it's funny. I think. Penny has looked like an inexperienced coach at times this year. I think he's going to need to make adjustments and tweaks to his system this offseason if he wants to have um, long term success as a college coach. But, like, I don't think that's the reason why this season is spiraling. No. I think, I think, I, I don't know what, you know. If they had a better identity, if they had a better offense, they'd maybe be better equipped to overcome some of this stuff. But, like, I'd still go back to there's just the team he wanted to put out there isn't there anymore.
0: Let me ask you this. How much of a difference, how much different would this season look at this stage, even if Wiseman, even if everything else played out the same, if you had a healthy Ray John Tucker?
1: Well, but see, everyone uses people use that as a hypothetical. He was never going to come here because okay, so like you do know the cir- the circumstances with Rajon Tucker was yeah he committed here as a graduate transfer, but oh by the way he he forgot to do one key thing he forgot to graduate right. from Little Rock. Right. So like yes, you can say like oh what if Rajon Tucker was going to be here? But like to me, it's more about the Wiseman thing. Like Rajon Tucker well, was never going to be able to come here.
0: Well, I didn't mean specifically him, but. A, a grad transfer, somebody who, somebody who's not a freshman or a sophomore. Well, the, it's or Isaiah Maurice, who can. Well, I mean, there's a lot of young players on this team who've never ever been put in under a microscope like this, who've ever dealt with adversity like this, and and oh yeah, absolutely. And they
1: there's no there's no like it's February 10th. We don't know when the game's on the line. Who Memphis will go to when a game's on the line? We still don't know that yet. We don't know like what is this team's identity? They're a pretty. They're a good defensive team, I guess, but they didn't look like one in that South. Then the South Florida game, but I mean, I guess that was partly because of personnel. Yep. Um,
0: and everybody playing with four fouls. I mean, let's be real about that too. They yeah, were, uh, every, it seemed like everybody was in foul trouble. But problem. like, we
1: don't know. Like this team hasn't figured itself out and it's February 10th. And like th- <laughs> that is on Penny. Yeah. Like he has not created a consistent environment or identity for this team. Um, and, and it would seem to me with like what you mentioned, so many freshmen and sophomores, that is the first thing he should have done. No doubt. Um, and I, did, I do
0: feel like he's t- started to try. He's just too late. I mean, it's just, it's that's the fact of the matter. Like, you know, uh uh you know doing the push-ups for the turnovers in practice and it just feels like a lot of the things he's doing he's doing a little bit too late the buttons that he's pushing
1: well and again he's doing them with a team that's not the team he that's set right. out to have that's I mean right. it's just I mean if if precious doesn't play against Cincinnati I mean that's a you know that roster is that's like the that's like a without DJ without precious without James Wiseman, you know, that, that means, like, I'm going to be frank. The roster's not as good as last year's roster, because at least last year's roster you had Jeremiah Martin and you had some veteran guys who'd been through it. Right. Um, and you, Yeah, so
0: you bring up the, the availability of Precious Achua.
1: Yeah, I'm curious what you're hearing behind the scenes about what's going on with this team and, and what the availability will be for Thursday.
0: Well, it sounds like... I've talked to a couple different people, and it sounds like uh Lance Thomas and Malcolm Dandridge will both be fine. Um as you mentioned before Lance Thomas just had cramps at the end of the uh at the end of the South Florida game. And I mean, to be
1: honest, he made it seem like he had like torn he did. it made it seem like it would he had torn the way he came up the court I was like, "Oh man, did this guy like tear his ACL right, or something?" Right, right, right.
0: It it definitely uh he he sold it pretty well. Um and listen, it, there was only 3 minutes left in the game, so um you know, and he had played a lot and he's played a lot the last 2 or 3 weeks. After having not played very much uh, for like the two months before that, so um, but yeah, he had cramps. He should be fine. Malcolm Dandridge, uh, as as I reported uh, before the game Saturday, hit him missing that game was more or less a precautionary deal. He dunked. He had a he had a dunk um, against Temple in the game before last Wednesday, and apparently when he came down, you know, when he landed after the dunk, he felt a pop or he heard a pop, and it scared him. Essentially, uh, is is what happened, and so he felt like he needed a day, a game to uh, to to you know get over that. Um, so, but it sounds like he'll be ready to go against uh, Cincinnati. I've heard conflicting things on Precious Achua. Um There's some. There, there's there's one side that feels, uh, you know, uh, he'll play, but there's you know, another side to it that, that there are people that think he won't. Um, and and to be quite honest, there there's there's a uh, – I mean, at this stage, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, Precious Achua has, has you know, uh, a future to a, – a, a, an immediate future, more immediate future than some of these other guys. And, I mean, Does there's he, a chance – I mean, he may not – he may not want to risk coming back if things start yeah. to really spiral here. Well, that, and that, that just
1: strikes me as not a great environment right now. Yeah, behind it, the scenes.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: when you got players deciding whether to just essentially, correct. you know, call it quits. Essentially, well,
0: I mean, DJ Jeffries, uh, you know, he was the one who made the call when he sat out the Georgia game. It was his call. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel well, and he didn't feel like he could go, so they let him sit. Um, Malcolm Dandridge, same thing. It was his call. So if that, I mean, is that, I I haven't been around a ton of college basketball programs. Is that like, well, I mean, I think
1: if a guy doesn't think he can go, you shouldn't, you can't force him to go. Right. You know, like if a guy feels like he can't play, but um, no, it just strikes me as not, it strikes me as not a great environment when you say these things about what's going on behind the scenes. Like to me, if, if, if if the environment was good there, you know, you'd, you're you're willing to lay it all out on the line and it doesn't strike me as a great environment behind the scenes
0: yeah I don't know it just it's 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 tough it it you got a lot of pieces to this puzzle that have a lot of voices in their ears and they're all thinking about different things you know I mean I'm not saying that it Everybody wants to win. Nobody wants to lose. That's that's just silly. But uh, I mean, you know, to think that to think that these these guys, the majority of these guys, aren't thinking about themselves and their long term futures would be naive.
1: Well, it's, it's 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 interesting because I think one of the problems this team has run into is I think if they played more, if they if there was more cohesion, like there the. They're not as good as they think they are individually, if that makes sense. Like, you know, you look down, up and down the roster, like, Precious Achua is a lottery pick, but he's only a lottery pick because this is a historically bad draft. He's a very good player. Um But he's not really, I mean, like, honestly, like, when I watch him, I don't see anything more than, like, a seventh man at the NBA level. Like, right. he's a really, it's, and and there's no shame in that. Like, no. That's a I mean, very that's, good player. Yeah. Um, you know Boogie Ellis who some people thought might be a one and done does not you know he's more of like a 3 or 4 year college player yeah um DJ Jeffries probably the same thing people were talking um,
0: big about Damian Ball after yeah, his Bahamas you know Damian
1: thing. and you know you know that's he's not like that's he's a 4 year college player is. and like I think if this group stays together like even next year they're going to be pretty good because For these sure. guys are going to get better um like these guys are all Ultimately, in the end, going to be good college players. I think right. Lester Cano is same deal. Like, right, good college players. Right, but they're freshmen, and they're and they're. What's become clear is that James Wiseman was not a typical freshman. Precious Achua was not a typical freshman. Pretty much, the rest of the guys were typical freshmen, like yeah. typical good freshmen. Right. right, where they have ups and downs, and you know, and so. And I do think effort aside from the Tulsa game has not been a huge issue no um, I think these guys are playing hard when they're out there um but they're not playing collectively if that makes any sense. It's it's there just there just doesn't seem to be the cohesion you see on the good college basketball teams and I think, the conclusion I would make is that as of today, I would not this is not a great college basketball team. No. Um and I mean, you
0: take away James Wiseman, even just all things being equal, if if everybody was still healthy and all that stuff, this is still just a very young, pretty good uh college basketball team. It's nothing it's it's really not much more than that. And, you know, I think that's where a lot of people well, kind and, of got and, themselves in trouble thinking <sighs> Well, like, Annie,
1: you look at these games, like like the South, like a year from now, like you look at these losses they've had this year. A year from now, this team, like take out the Wiseman factor. Like the even without James Bond, a year from now, I think they beat Georgia. I think they beat SMU, and I think they win the South Florida game. A year from now because they're older. They've been through it once. They know how tough, like, you know, I think they're finally starting to realize like this league is tougher than they think.
0: That's what I'm saying. I think a lot of this can go can be traced back to the fact that 95 percent of this roster is freshmen, sophomores, or you know guys who only have yeah max two years college uh, division one college experience. Even what? well,
1: I mean, and frankly, their coach is also really inexperienced. That's right. Like I think Penny. I don't think there's as I've said. I think I said it last week. I don't think the I think Penny is a good coach, but I also think he's an inexperienced coach, and it's and there's been there's been moments throughout this season where it's shown through. Um,
0: and you and I were talking about this before: an inexperienced staff. Yes. On top of it, in terms of college basketball. Yes. In terms of college basketball, you know these guys have their own resumes, but. As far as college basketball, this is Cody Toppert's first year as a college basketball coach. Yeah, this is Mike Miller's second year as a college basketball coach, mm-hmm. assistant coach. Um, you know, Tony Madlock has has had a career in college basketball, but uh, he's the only one.
1: Yeah, and no, I think it's going to be very interesting this off season. One, how this offseason goes, because I think there there is you know. You listen to the rumblings behind the scenes. It could be a very interesting offseason. Very. Um, with the staff. Very. But-, but I also think Penny, after going through, whether they make the tournament or not, whether they go six and two down the stretch or whatever, Penny's got to look in the mirror and realize what I did this year was not great. Like, it wasn't bad on paper. It look, it should have been fine. It should have been fine, but he he needs to figure out but what his identity is yeah. as a coach. What he wants this, especially offensively. What you know, like what he did offensively this year is not working. I mean, <laughs> it's just not.
0: It's, no, it isn't. Uh, um,
1: and. Maybe it's just having more experienced guys. Maybe it's you know recruiting another shooter or two. That's what
0: I'm saying, man. I I I feel like if there was a guy with the profile of a Ray John Tucker on this team, that if there that was another got... NBA
1: player on the team. Yeah, what? I mean I, they would. I mean that's what you're saying. If there was another and Ray John Tucker is in the NBA. I
0: don't even necessarily mean that. I mean somebody who's been through it before who who wouldn't get. You know, flustered in times like the other day
1: when. Well, it's, and it's going to, you know, Penny was in a situation where he lost, you know, six seniors last year, whatever it was, five seniors. Right. Um, He was, you know, and I think, I think he knows he needs this, the program, you know. Tony Bennett at Virginia has a saying, and I think a lot of coaches say it: "Like you want to get old and stay old." That those the best, most consistent programs, you know, take out Kentucky and Duke. Everyone else with w- the best programs get old and stay old. Right? Um, it, it's it's really hard to have an NBA factory like John, what John Calipari and Mike Chesky do is really hard. Other yeah, I mean they're and and and. and I don't think Penny's necessarily doing a terrible job. Like, they're still 17-6. and I know. You know, with everything they've been through. And so... It feels way worse. It feels worse. But it's not. They, They still have a realistic chance of making it into the NCAA tournament. Do I, you know... My gut tells me they're going to win a game. We're not expecting them to down the stretch. I now the question right. is: Are they going to like? Are they going to lose another game? Are they that to lose against Carolina at home, you know, or something like that. What um, games
0: can they afford to lose? You're saying six and two is kind of the magic number. What two games do you think?
1: I mean, I think you need to get. Or does one, it matter? I, I think you need to get a win over. I I think you need you prefer to win this Cincinnati game, and I think you want to win one against Houston to up your profile like i guess you can afford to lose the at
0: houston game but you got it so you got to win east carolina and tulane you got to win those two
1: got to win those two i think i mean to me it's it's going to be hard to win at cincinnati this program has struggled to win at cincinnati for a long time so maybe you can lose maybe you lose that one right um but I st- I think you want to win that one because that's a quad one win. I
0: know that's um, yeah. like that UConn, but it, that you would know. help make people feel a whole lot better if you go up there Thursday. And-, and
1: I think it's a good matchup for them. But you know, you go back to the game they won here at FedEx Forum. I mean, in that game, Malcolm Nandridge had a good game. Yeah, hopefully he's going to play again. And DJ Jeffries had eighteen points. Hit four three pointers. You're not going to have that this ain't, time. Ain't
0: no DJ Jeffries. You got to you got to hope you get 18 from Lance Thomas because probably. Uh, you got the box score. What did Lance Thomas do in that game? He
1: played six minutes and had no points, one rebound, yeah, and one steal.
0: Yeah. So you know if you can get him to replace what DJ gave you, but I don't know. You're going to need if Precious doesn't play. You're going to need 30. To what, get what's it. your interior look like if Precious doesn't play? Yeah.
1: No, no, no. I mean, if Precious doesn't play, I don't know. This conversation is a moot point. They're not gonna they're not going if Precious doesn't play for a couple weeks, and if to me, if he doesn't play for a couple weeks, it means he's not gonna play the rest of the year. Right. Because if he doesn't play for a couple weeks, the the all the wind will be off out of their sails, if you will. Um so hopefully plays. Hopefully yeah, hopefully he plays. I mean, like I said, there's a, there is a feasible route for them to um, to make the NCAA tournament. But the it's only feasible in the sense of you take it in a vacuum. If you take it in how this team has trended over the right. last month or so, it doesn't really sound
0: that feasible. Yeah, the odds are against them. Um, The deck is stacked high. Yes. But we're going to be there. You and I will both be at uh, Fifth Third Arena. Is that that's what it's that's called? I think that's what right? it's called.
1: Maybe they changed the name. But Not I haven't been there you. since they renovated it, so I'm excited okay. to see it. Hopefully
0: you'll be there, right? You're, you're. Uh...
1: Yeah, I'm flying day of. And it's <laughs> supposed to snow. We'll see. All right. Hopefully I'll be there. Yeah. Um, and then
0: I'll be uh, Sunday. I'll be in Hartford for the, for the Yukon game, and we'll. Uh...
1: Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see where they are a week from now. Like, I think if they can win both these games this week, the conversation is totally different. They're back. Um, They're back. Like I, all these games now become like it's funny. They all become referendums on on yeah. Penny and the team's NCAA tournament hopes. And in reality, it's like you know it's a whole picture, right? And so, but that's it's what's fun. It's what's maddening about college basketball and NCAA tournament. Like literally, these last eight games, each one of them will be a referendum, fair or not, on the Penny Hardaway experience and. On this team and on their NCAA tournament hopes, um, every loss is going to feel like it's the end, and every win you're going to feel like, oh, well, you know, maybe they can do it, and it's probably somewhere in between. Like my gut tells me, we're going to get to Selection Sunday, and they won't be totally out of it. I don't know if they'll make the tournament, right. but there will be some form of hope that you'll feel during that select going into that Selection Show. That maybe they can make. I don't know if they will, but that, that's my. Well, my gut tells me they are going to be in that neighborhood. If Mark you
0: will, Giannato, the Eternal Optimist. That's good. That's good. It's crazy that that's optimistic. Like it is. It is. That's yeah. crazy
1: that that's optimistic. It
0: is. But um, that. But you're right. That's what makes this whole thing fun. Yeah. Is that everything? Everything. Everything matters, and uh, and so. Uh, yeah, at Cincinnati on Thursday at Yukon, um which Yukon uh just beat Cincinnati, correct? And Tulsa. And Tulsa. Yeah, so UConn's
1: playing playing well.
0: After they got beat here by Memphis, they went to Tulsa and then and then It's um, gonna be
1: the both these games are gonna be very tough. Yeah. Very tough. Um so we shall see. Hopefully, hopefully Memphis will have a full deck of cards, if you will, uh for these games. Um Like Jason said, we'll have tons of coverage on CommercialAppeal.com throughout the week. Uh, Both of us will be in Cincinnati. Jason will be in Hartford for the Connecticut game. Um, And then we will meet back here for another podcast next week. Hopefully we're talking about a 2-0 week, not an 0-2 week. Um, Till then, that was Mark. I was joined by Jason. Thanks so much, and enjoy the rest of your week.
0: The Tiger Basketball Podcast can be found each week during the regular season at CommercialAppeal.com. You can also subscribe for free to the Tiger Basketball Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. The Tiger Basketball Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal.